Welcome to episode one of the Nerd Digest. I'm your host, Grady Roy, and I'm with my longtime friend, Scotty. Welcome to the podcast, Scotty. It's wonderful to be here, Grady, and it's so great to hear uh, hear from you and, and chat with you about a topic again. Uh, you'll probably uh, want to explain to the audience what I mean by that. Yeah, um, Scotty and I uh, go back uh, over a decade, and um, we're fellow podcasters. We did a hockey podcast for several seasons. And we recently reunited and tossed around the idea of having a, a new podcast. And we decided to throw something together that was not sports related so much. And uh, living up to its name, we are basically going to be a podcast that focuses on the nerdiest of topics. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it, we, the definition of the word nerd has changed so much in the last decade or two. The fact that you and I are both, you know, you know, pretty, pretty you know, I wouldn't say burly or anything like that, but you know, like we're, we're definitely not toothpick guys. We are heavily into sports, uh, music, all that stuff. So it's just, you know, kind of catching the wave of how the term nerd has changed. And basically it's more just like a, a general interest of pop culture, right? Yeah, absolutely. Cause um, you know, you growing up and just like I did when you were called a nerd, that was very negative. Um, and these days, nerd culture is kind of the thing now. I mean, um, the girls love the nerds these days. So it's a it's a good time to be nerds, not like it was in the 80s and 90s. And I don't want to date us, but yeah. <laughs> you were, we're a little older chaps. Fortunately uh, for me, and, I, uh, I was yeah. never I wasn't smart enough to be the nerd in the school. So that's all right. I was just kind of a bit of the class clown, the bit, little scrawny toothpick guy. But uh, I ran really fast at track, so. <laughs> there you go. So you could you could have slated yourself as a jock and kind of got sure away. we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, we'll go. Only only took <laughs> and, till and myself growing up to hit puberty and grow a foot. That's all. But you know, I got there. Right. I was the yeah. opposite. I was the big kid all the way up through like tenth grade, and I stopped growing. So in middle school, nobody really messed with me because I was way larger, and then I stopped growing, and everybody else grew a foot. So it's kind of the opposite. But um, going back to what we're saying, you know. Um, We've been nerds all our life, and uh, we wanted to make a podcast talking about this. And so, you know, just bringing this up, Scotty, uh, it brings me back to my childhood since we're going back in the old days. And, um, you know, I, I kind of always had this interest in, um, you know, cartoons and, and video games and toys. And, and I'm in my 40s now, my early 40s, um, and I can't shake it, brother. I can't get away from it still. I still love my games, my comics, and all a that good stuff. good show I picked up, and I'm not trying to trail too far off uh, topic, is uh, on Netflix, there's a series called The Toys That Made Us, and it started the first season with a lot of toys that were based out of the 60s and into the 70s. Everything from the original Star Wars toys to like Barbie and stuff like that. But then season two, they got into the real nitty-gritty stuff that we were into, like the Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles and uh wwf action figures and stuff and it's like what oh right. man it's such a good series and then furthermore spawned a, a spin-off series they did called the movies that made us and i think season one had die hard home alone um dirty dancing and some other movie as well in there uh awesome series again kind of a nerdy thing so if that's something you're on for and you're looking for something to watch um and, and the nice thing about this podcast, it's an escape right now, folks. I think you all know what we're talking about. We're recording this show June 4th, 2020. This is a, a free zone. We're not going to talk about it. It's everywhere. So, you know, if, if you can figure out what time of history this is right now, there's a lot of people stuck at home. They're looking for escape. So there's a lot of Netflix watching. So 
just throwing it out there. The toys that made us and the movies that made us, great nostalgic 80s, 90s stuff there to check out. So we're going to give that the old, uh, you know, the old Nerd Digest certification right there as a, as a solid program to check out. Yeah. I wasn't even aware of it. So that really? sounds like something oh, I can perfect. really dive there, into. You'll love it. And it's, it's all like 45 minutes each. Uh, they get into all kinds of stuff. You'd be surprised and shocked how much backstabbing there is in the toy industry. You know, stealing ideas and people jump and ship to other companies and all that. Oh, and yeah. the stuff some companies passed on, you're like, right. oh my God, really? We'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was a weird time too, because you look back at some of these toys and how ridiculous they were, um, but how ridiculously successful they were too. Fondle me Elmo um, toys and all that. But, you know, going back. Right, right, exactly. Um, you know, lately I, I'm having a hard time with Netflix. Um, I'm having a hard time finding something to really grasp my attention. Now, if I get into something, I get into it and I love it and I will binge watch, you know, just like everybody else. But I'm very picky and I don't know why that is. It's just my taste, I guess. Um, but what you're describing, it sounds like something I could really get into because, I mean, it's relevant to to my interest, at least when you get to the 80s and 90s. So um, being that this is about nerd stuff and that, yeah, that sounds showed right up, up my like alley. A good year and a half ago, long before... Netflix was completely encompassed in comedy specials, nature shows, and all these, you know, Adam Sandler movies everywhere. So this was before when they were trying to find their footing and they were putting a lot more selected content up. And I feel like the quality was better then. So they had continued it. Um, I Hopefully, I think they're making a season three of the toys. So hopefully that's coming soon. But yeah, that definitely started like a year and okay. a half, almost two years ago. It was season one and then two came in. But yeah. That's uh, if I had to recommend something for some people to check out, if, if it's getting sort of uh, hidden there, look it up. It should still be there. It's uh, a lot of fun to watch. And I think that's my problem is, you know, when they were more selective, the quality was better. I think there's just like you said, it's saturated with so you many You don't things. love the you, know, uh, you don't I, love that I didn't love even get into show the... that they threw out there like a month and a half ago, which is like Big Brother versus <laughs> no idea. Temptation Island. It's like. <laughs> And they have they had some other one up there, which was like, <laughs> no. you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, See but can't touch. I can't remember if that's even what the one was called. But basically, they stuck a bunch of horny twenty somethings on an island, and they're like, yeah, you guys can't touch each other, but we're gonna give you the smallest of thongs to wear and the dirtiest of trap music to dance to, oh, and just have at her. <laughs> just go uh, beat the meat, and that's all you can do. Yeah, it it sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like. Um, they're making so much money that they're just throwing every idea anyone can think of to see what sticks, to see what's going to be the next Tiger King or whatever it's called. They, yeah, they gave Adam Sandler a multi-picture deal on there to throw up 12 movies a year. So there you go. Granted, I did watch the David Spade one that was up there. It was fine. I wouldn't say it was great. It looked like I was watching a B-level forgetting <laughs> Sarah Marshall movie, basically. So I, I laughed a couple of times, and the uh, the actress who I had never seen before, but uh, she looks a lot like somebody else. But she's good, but she's pretty gnarly uh, with the um, with the crude comedy. I was fine with it. My wife seemed okay with it. I can see some people not being fine with it, but if you're listening to this show, chances are you'd probably watch it. So yeah, and Rob Schneider. And he said this is one of one of Sandler's movies. Five minutes. In it. Yeah, okay. it's one of his produced ones. His, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Billy Gilmore. Oh, Happy, Madison, Happy Madison. Madison. That's it. Happy right. Madison production thing or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Gilmore. That's the other <laughs> yeah. porn star name. <laughs> I love it. I want to change my name to Billy we'll Gilmore. start this recording over and call you Billy. <laughs> so yeah, any yeah. other recommendations from Netflix or is that kind of where you're, um, you're focused right now? Um, I've got so many things on my list. It's mostly filled up of Gerard mm -hmm. Butler movies and other shit. My wife won't watch, <laughs> but apparently they're not good enough Gerard Butler movies for me to watch. They just sit there for six months. I'm going to get, I'm going to get to Hunter killer. One of these days, I swear to God, mm -hmm. I did watch Geostorm. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I've heard <laughs> yeah. it wasn't his fault, but. Yeah. 
I'm actually enjoying the comedy specials. Um, and that's because I'm a lifelong stand up fan. Um, I do think that they are kind of riding a wave right now and they're going to beat it in the ground. And I can see the quality of stand up performances going down because um, for someone like Bill Burr, who would put out a special once every three or four years, it was always just phenomenal. And now they're just, you know, just chucking this money at us like we need another one. We need another one. And they don't have the time to really put together a whole set that makes sense and is as funny because you know they're being force fed this money from netflix so that's the only thing that bothers me about all the stand-up comedies like they're oversaturating the market which is great but let's bring in new talent um and get these you know older guys give them their good deals but let them come out with their specials every two or three years that are just gonna rock because if they're spitting them out every nine months it's just you know an artist has to work their magic and mold and you know i guess you can't do a, a an hour special set in in less than a year it's just it's a lot of on the road and testing material and rewriting and you know there's a lot that goes into it so but big comedy fan here yeah no i i like the comedy specials myself i try and check those out when i can uh i wouldn't i don't know it depends who i i see if i'm particular i'm more likely to give somebody who's a name that I know of a chance rather than someone who's not. And sometimes that's not always great uh, because definitely the ones that are coming back out, uh, the newest one I, at this time, I think that's getting a lot of notice is probably the Jerry Seinfeld one again, because of his name, I watched it. Um, It wasn't bad. I I don't remember laughing though. Like I might've chuckled a couple of times. I there's, it's been a while since I gave a full blown belly laugh. I think the last one I watched was the first of the two Chappelle ones about three to four months ago, I think. And the first one had me in stitches. I was dying so hard laughing, but then I remember watching the second one and it was, uh, Oh, I don't know. I can't remember what it was. I think it was just the fact that, um, it was all like another thing I watched with Dave getting an award and it was kind of like, it was at the point where Dave knows he can go out there and he can just, slowly spitball anything out there and whether it registers or not, that's okay. He's getting paid and that's fine. You know, he's he's at that level. You can do what you want. Seinfeld's the same way. Right. But, um, the last one that I, Oh, okay. I watched two of them. I like, um, and again, I'll give credit to my wife. Um, she turned me on to him is, uh, Sebastian. I can't remember his last name. I think it starts with M. He's Italian. It starts with M and I know who you're talking about. He's funny. And I can't think of his last name. Yeah, he's I saw funny. him live he is, he is a couple of years ago. And then so I said, oh, it's on Netflix. I bet I, that looks like the same jacket he wore on, on the special that, or the one we went to. So, you know, yeah. you know how they do it when they tape these things. They wear the jacket or whatever on every single set to make it continuity wise or whatever. Um, so, yeah, no, that was good. I think the one, the funniest one I've seen in the last few years, Ali Wong is funny. Holy shit. Yes. Especially because I've become a parent in the last two, three years. Oh my God. Some of the stuff she comes up with and it's so funny. She wears the pants in that relationship too. So, but it, it's so funny. If you, if you haven't seen her acting in the, um, the ABC comedy, oh, fresh um, off the, all American oh, mother. That one? Okay. I thought, no, she wasn't in fresh, yeah, off, she's not older. In fresh off the boat. Is she, or is she a producer writer on it? I think that's what it is. I that I that show is good. Um, I but just never had a chance to watch her. To like on a regular. Her character and her her acting is. I mean, you want to be in stitches. That level of comedy for that show is on the same level like for like Modern Family for me. It's got that type of writing and and it's. I guess it's a little eclectic to some people, but that style of comedy is fantastic. She's really great. Ali Wong is amazing. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. So I, you know, if, if it goes to comedy specials, or at least people are looking for Netflix, I'd say, yeah, Ali Wong is probably your, your best. Uh, I've never been a fan of the, um, what's her name? Uh, from that movie with John Cena and Bill Hader and Amy Schumer. Never been a big fan of hers. Cause I, I feel not, like, not a big, yeah, I feel like, 
you know, her her shtick was the shock stuff, but I don't know, it just didn't resonate with me. I didn't really like her delivery. I feel like I could watch Leslie Jones and it'd be the same. And Leslie Jones is funnier than her. She is. Leslie Jones is great. She's just obnoxious and loud, and she knows it, and it's hilarious. I'm going to give you two names, and these maybe are a little more um, familiar, I guess, to the masses. But I'm really huge on Tom Segura. Okay, I think I've heard anything of him. he puts out is just fantastic. And I'm going to I'm going to promote his podcast here. If you want to find a funny podcast where he has a lot of guests, most of them are comics, but it's him and his wife, who was also a stand-up comic, uh, Christina P. Um, it's called Your Mom's House, and they're on YouTube, and they have a website. It is it is hilarious. So anything that Segura does is great, and I'm a huge fan of Anthony Jesselneck. Okay, that, that's a name of not There's heard. something about those. Um, it's the cadence of his his uh, joke telling and it's some of it's really highbrow stuff and he's very dry and um, very offensive uh, sometimes um, pushes the envelope, but he's a, he, I mean, he's been around for several years, but I think guys like him are going to be those longstanding, the future of comedy, like possibly Mount Rushmore status. If he keeps putting out the quality that he does. So I would say Tom Segura, Anthony Jesselneck, if you like comedy, Check those two guys out. So that's my recommendation. And when you say Mount Rush, I didn't think we were getting to stand up. Oh, you never know where we're going to go on the show, I guess, right? For those who are listening, again, this is the first show. We're still developing a format if we even want to have one. We're just freeballing it right now. So I kind of like how this is natural and and just flowing into anything. Like we jumped around three different topics already in about 10 minutes. I know. Yeah. Well, and and just like in the old days when we did our hockey podcast, <laughs> uh, you know, we we could have a format and we never followed no, it. We all we had, uh, you know, yeah, all we had yeah, was one thing happened. at the end. We used to have the segment, the the goon yeah. of the week, which was basically when when the someone did week. some real asshole move um, in hockey, whether it was like in the actual game, like scoring on your own net, or some roid head, you know, went and you know, punched somebody and. Beat, beat up, up a cabbie. Well, we're not naming any names, Patrick Kane. Uh, no. Nope. We used to have a, a segment completely devoted to him, and then, uh, yeah, we should have brought it. We should bring it back for this show for uh, his brother from another mother of Vander Kane for you know all the shenanigans he gets into. But that's okay. We're right. gonna we're gonna lay off hockey for <laughs> right. a little while, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but when you say the round question, when I'm, I was going to say when you when, when you say the Mount round Mount, uh, Mount yeah of of comedy, are we talking like new century era? Because we're definitely not saying as a whole, right? I I, I would say as a personal favorite, as a personal. That's a Mount fair Rushmore. save right there. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to attack you, know, you. I don't know the comic. He very well could be. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. There's a lot no, of people who are going to be you've like, got, "Yo, you've got, don't get me started here." We got Richard Pryor, we got Don Rickles, we got the right. classics, right? You know, but uh, yeah. no, you do, and you probably have probably ten to a dozen people who are all they heard you say that. And they're like, know, "Whoa, worthy of being on." <laughs> right they're all worthy of being on it but it's like what is your mount rushmore because it's, all comedy is not the same yeah. some comedy you know hits people you know a certain way like you talk about seinfeld i've never found the guy funny i will i will 100 percent give him credit where credit is due and what he's done and the roads he's paved and he is a trailblazer and probably deserves to be on somebody's mount rushmore they said it oh, i would yeah. never watch- debate them you but he would Seinfeld. never make mine because i don't find my him opinion, funny uh, jason alexander and um do, 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 do. Uh, Jude Leo, Louis Dreyfus are the linchpins of that show. Like Jerry, Jerry. If anything, Jerry's okay. the fourth player there. You know, and, and the fact that Larry David's right. the producer, and I've never actually watched Curve Your Enthusiasm. I probably should. Uh, yeah, you know, um, yeah. I never liked Seinfeld, but okay. I liked Curve Your Enthusiasm. I don't know if that makes any sense, but That's I like. Okay. I Larry love David's Seinfeld, but I've one. never watched Curve Your um, Enthusiasm. So there you go. So, you know, yes, you know, when it, Mount Rushmore um, would be, yeah. you know, oh, it's a personal thing because not all comedy yeah. is the same. and You like different things, like I and, you know, um, I could go into my favorite. Yeah. Maybe that's like I was going to say, show. like Chris Rock's on there for me again. I don't know. Well, I'm just throwing out there. Chris Rock's on there for me. Dave Chappelle's on there for me. I really think Dane Cook's 
first couple of like live things that he did were exceptional. But again, this is also my time period growing up. So those three for sure. Yeah. Um, I've heard some great stuff from Robin Williams that I would put on there too. Um, like nothing has made me probably laugh harder in my life than his, uh, his impression of the Scotsman who created golf. Funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. Right. I've seen, I've, I've yeah, seen every that. time I mean, I've heard, heard that bit. Um, okay. Well, yeah, you're, well, you're you started. It there, you so threw it out I there. Mean, so I'll, I'll, I'll do mine. <laughs> you got to <laughs> give the people a little bit here. So like I get I have to think hold back, but give them something. You got to give them something, right? Uh, I w- I would have to say Richard Pryor is number one of, of all time, in general. and um, the guy, the, yeah. the, the guy just yeah. he opened so many doors. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. Are you so going with yours? I have or a problem with histories because again. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, because I was going to say, mine just happened to the one segment we're going to try and dive into every week is we're going to do like a top five or something, and we're going to it's going to be our opinion in our in our own personal like it's definitely not historically based or even if something is you know renowned as being oh this is the best thing of this all time well you know maybe it wasn't much so yeah correct so yeah maybe we're maybe we're giving too much away by doing this but anyway continue the Mount Rushmore this is fine this is cool no no. So, so, so I got to say prior. Um, and my problem with it is like, I, I say red Fox or prior. Oh, I can't oh, put I them forgot, both up because the to me, they had the same. Sorry. Did I, did I get four? Okay. I'm going to scratch Robin Williams. And Eddie, so, it's got to be Eddie. It's got to be Eddie Murphy. Yeah, you can four. Eddie Murphy, Chappelle, Dane okay. Cook, and uh, b- 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 Chris Rock for me. Those are the ones that I, I, I grew up okay. watching. So, so um, I choose yeah. Richard Pryor over Red Fox. Um, so I, I put him on there. Yeah, um, okay. Number two is Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers was doing comedy yeah. when women did not do comedy. And she had the uncanny ability to be insanely offensive with such a level of humor that nobody took it personal. And she was so smart and just on the point and fast with her jokes. Um, you know, so she would be number two. Uh, number three yep. for me would be Bill Burr. He's been around for quite a while now. And I think if I was ever a comic and I wrote jokes or had the same kind of presence, Bill Burr is like the, the, the big brother that I never had. It's me on stage in another body. So I, I identify with everything, all his anger, everything he bitches about, you know, I, I can relate to. So Bill Burr would be number three. And number four is really, really hard because there's so many people I want to just plug in there um, that I'm just, you know, I- I'm torn which which way to go. But if I had to, I would I would have to say, and, you know, some people may not like it, but it is what it is. Bill Cosby mm-hmm. is what got me into comedy. Bill that's Cosby specials, like Bill Cosby himself yeah, is what fair. made me. Yeah, I once had people, right. and, and again, you know, some of my backstory is for those who don't know me and many people listening probably do, sadly. Uh, anyway, but uh, if you don't, I, uh, I've been a professional DJ for, I don't know, 12 to 15 years. It's that long that I can't remember how long I've been doing it, but I've been doing it that long. And um, I retired from clubs and, and bars and stuff like that many years ago because you only really make good money unless you're doing like Vegas. Um, you're only making super good money if you're doing weddings and private functions, especially corporate. Um, but I had that big subject come up when Michael Jackson died and, or no, it wasn't, it wasn't when he died. It was when the, the finding Neverland documentary came out and we went through this whole thing again about did he or did he not? And it was like, okay, so, you know, with all this stuff that's coming up, are you going to stop playing Billy Jean? And I'm like, no, because he didn't write Billy Jean. Billy Jean is universally a fantastic song. It's a great dance floor opener. I'm not saying I do it every single time, but to be honest, Half the time when I do a wedding, I open the dance floor with Billie Jean because I can lead it into so many different genres. I can take it into pop. I can keep it in the 80s. I can throw in some funk and, you know, some 70s stuff like that. You just, you, it's got a little bit of a rock element in there too. So I can go into something like, I don't know, the Stones. I can go into James Brown from it. I can get into like Cool in the Gang if I want. I can go into Justin Timberlake's Sexy Back for all you DJs out there. You already know that works together really well. Um. Oh, let's do some word up there. Cameo. I want to hear word up. Then mix that into the corn cover. 
another right. transition cool. into another genre decade. There you go. Um, but no, I'm just saying <laughs> it's like, okay, you know, you did what you did. It's, it's the same thing with people uh, when there was that uproar. Again, drawing it back into the hockey stuff, the Gary Glitter Part 2 song. You know, the guy was, um, I can't remember, he may have actually been a convicted child predator of some sort. And I think for a while, Arena's pulled that song. For those who don't know what Rock and Roll Part 2 is, it's that classic rock uh, anthem for sports stuff that goes, hey! So they, they stopped playing it for like a good period of five to seven years for whatever they decided. This was a protest because he you know, diddled some kids and, or whatever it was. And, you know, granted, not, it's, I hope it's allegedly, I, I think it was actually founded in a court of law that he was guilty. Oh, okay. So oh. I, I, and again, this was years later and that's not funny, but you know, right. Especially because I have a kid of my own and that's not, that's not cool. I'm, I'm just putting that out there, but I'm just saying for the fact that eventually they overturn that because they're like, you know, it's a song, you know, it, it is an entity on its own. It is a artistic representation of, you know, in this case, kicking ass. I don't know. Like, it's just like, you're going to go into the museum and censor every photo and every canvas that has some titties hanging out on it. Cause someone's like, Oh my God, right. this is! or whatever, Correct. you know, something that somebody takes offense to like, you know, <laughs> this guy's got a really small dong, you know, you're going to cover that up with, with what a sock, you know, like, Okay, so I just basically said no. I I will continue to play Billy Jean. I'll continue to play uh you know Michael's music because it's not about who the person was to me as the artist. It's about what the music itself represents. And if that's a song that makes people happy and it gets people moving, that's my job is to get people moving. You know, it's so you know it, it can be a thin line, and you're you're gonna ruffle feathers and you're gonna step on toes if the way some people feel about it. Now, granted, when somebody comes up to me and they're like, Hey, uh, I, I did do a couple weddings uh, when the sort of the me too movement started up and they're like, Hey, I don't want any Chris Brown at my wedding or anything that represents guys who have, you know, got a history in the public eye of, you know, you know, five across the eyes to Rihanna or, you know, whatever. Right. right. So well, if, they're, if they're paying you, yeah, I, I respect you know, that. you give them what they want. Yeah. Their, their yeah. money's still green. Yeah. If they can't, blue if they or red, came whatever in, your money is over there. Yeah. They came in. It's a bunch of funny monopoly money colors. That's for sure. Um, it has the best texture in the world. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Scotty is based in Canada. So I'm making fun of the Canadian money. Although I, I love the way it feels. It's just a plastic uh, yeah, kind of I'm resin. Sorry. Money. I don't I'm know. sorry it's for amazing. the A's. Because I know I say it. And I my weaned soul. myself from saying it a long time ago. I'm never going back. Sorry. But anyway, so, <laughs> so going back, yes, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's uh, the whole Bill Cosby thing is like, you know, it's not that I don't care what he's been, you know, um, convicted on, but I don't care when it comes to my appreciation of his comedy. I want to watch Ghost Dad, you man. Know, if, now that you're talking, I got, I got to see if that holds did, up. <laughs> If he did what they say he did, uh, then he's being properly punished. Um, but it doesn't take the the fact away of, you know, as a child, my mom had recorded it on Showtime because it was clean comedy. And so um, uh, I would watch it religiously. I mean, religiously. It was my go to instead of cartoons or anything childlike. I would want to put that in. So I've been hooked in comedy since I was before I was 10 years old. So 30 plus years later, I'm still enamored in it. Oh, and here's one more I want to add just for people who may be seeking new comedy. Um, there is a, a Canadian guy. Um, he's an Indian fellow, but he's uh, uh, he lives in French Canada in Quebec. Um, oh, Sugar Sammy. Oh, God, I've seen him. He's funny. Yeah, Sugar Sammy is amazing. I got a chance to meet him, and my wife and I went see him here in Houston at the Improv. Um, and when I saw it was his first stop of his U.S. tour, I was beside myself. And he delivered like he always did. So if you want nice. somebody who's not a big nice, name, nice. who should be, find some comedy that Sugar Sammy has done. Guaranteed. I think he should appeal to all audiences. So let me throw that one out there. But let's so so Scotty, we're going back to when we're kids. And I want to bring the topic of our, our first ever top five. Top five. Top five. Top five. The top five of this week is going to be your top five cartoons 
growing up in your 20s, 30s, whatever, that have meant the most to you? 20s, 30s. And still in my tw- 30s, buddy. <laughs> well, okay. Well, yeah, no, I, that's I, fine. I there's, there's, 40s, yeah, but. there's more stuff on too never than now, but uh, yeah, okay. But that's on, our yeah. focus. Yeah, yeah. Our, our Nerd Digest top five of the week will be cartoons. Oh, okay. So I'm going to let you lead off with your number five, and we will discuss as we go. Okay, so something like this, like I look back on it, and I have very, very fond memories of waking up for Saturday morning cartoons. For those who are listening and don't know what I'm talking about, and this is probably, if you're in that demographic, that's probably around 28 and maybe younger. Maybe if even if you're in your teens, if you're in teens for sure, 20s, I know, it's hard to say because at that point I was out of it, so there probably was some stuff. And, and basically the internet has killed this concept. But we used to wake up at like 7 a.m. on Saturday morning, and this was ridiculous back then because this was you would wake up earlier Saturday morning than you would to go to school. Because you were like, no, absolutely. there was like five hours of cartoons coming on. I am just going to get my breakfast. I'm going to sit in front of the TV on your couch, whatever you did. I used to go down into my basement. I'd rock the jammers in the morning. And, uh, you know, I would start it probably pretty early. It wasn't probably until I got closer to middle school where I, I started liking to sleep in. So I have very fond memories of, of getting up and rocking the Saturday morning stuff. And I had everything matched out to a T because, you know, you had ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. They all rocked Saturday morning things. So you had your lineups. So you would kind of customize it. The worst back then was because we didn't have PVRs. You know, some of us were lucky to have VCRs and we, we were old enough to figure out how to program them to, you know, one other channel. Can you imagine that, kids, back in the day? We could only record the thing we were watching. Anyway, um, but no, I had it, I had it laid out. We used to have this thing. There was no guide back then. We had a thing called a TV guide or, the, or it was the pages that came in the newspaper. And I'd be in there looking at that, figuring, okay, this is on at 830. At that time, I got to flip over to this network. Then I can watch that network for a solid hour because I like those shows. Then I got to go hit up Fox for this or whatever. But then I'm going to go back to Global, which is a Canadian channel. But they basically source all the stuff from Fox and, and you know, uh, NBC or whatever it is, and then they put it on theirs. But, you know, you'd be flipping channels every half an hour almost, but you'd have your, your roadmap laid out. So so I don't trail too far off this. It's so hard to nail down a lot of these because the other side of it is you would come home from school, which is probably where a lot more people would remember. you come home from school and you'd watch something in between when you got home at dinner, right? So there was occasionally stuff that would be on there that was new. And that was the great things about cartoons then. It was uh, not only syndication for some of the older stuff, but newer stuff was coming out every day. So it wasn't like, you know, now we're going YouTube or Netflix, yada, yada, and things like that. I'm rambling, aren't I? Sorry, Grady. Um, okay. So no, my, go ahead. I guess the point <laughs> I'm getting to is I have, a, I have a few honorable mentions I'd like to hit. I don't know if you want me to hit them now or wait before I get to my number one. Let's. Let's do our five through one, and then we will discuss our honorable mentions. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so I'm going to start with number five, and this is probably an obscure one, but it was a Saturday morning cartoon, and I have, again, super fond memories of this. I thought it was the bomb, and then I found it on YouTube about five, six years ago, and I watched a few episodes, and it does not hold up. It is not very good. But for whatever reason, I enjoyed the hell out of it. It is Captain N, the Game Master. Have Dude, you heard of the show? I remember. You know the show? I used to watch it. Yeah, okay. the Eggplant Wizard was all there. Come yeah, on. Mother Brain. Uh, Mother Brain from Metroid was kind of the supervillain. I believe she had King Hippo as one of her sort of uh, cronies there. Correct. So basically the whole show was a big giant commercial for Nintendo. I think they were in Nintendo land. The opening credits is like the dude, he's there with his dog and I don't know what he's playing and he gets zapped into the TV. And I guess he just happens to have his Nintendo zapper on hand. So when he's in Nintendo land, he can use the zapper like a gun or whatever. So didn't he have the power glove as well? Oh, that's right. He must've had the power glove because you know, it's so bad. It got him out of a lot of jams. It's so bad. Uh, Anyway, <laughs> buddy, uh, yeah, they had uh, they had all these Nintendo characters in there, but they clearly didn't have the license to use Mario at all. So I think that one or two episodes, you might have got Link in there or Zelda. Uh, but the main cast was they had this abomination of Mega Man. 
Um, and he was like green all the time. He wasn't the blue bomber. He was like uh, he was like a aqua green or uh, deep aqua green, and he had like you know the voice of a raspy like homeless guy from New York. He was like ah, 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 ah. like Mega Man's like a little boy robot dude, and you got like you know some little angry old midget voice to play him. It was really weird. But then they they had Kid Icarus who had I think one Nintendo game. I I, I never played it. I know it exists, yeah. but. At him, um, they had did have Simon Belmont from Castlevania fame. They did so, and I they remember did. he was pretty good with his whip. And uh, they had a, they had a princess like character. I don't remember what she was from. Was she the Daisy from Donkey Kong? Model after that, I don't recall. But anyway, I don't recall either. I don't know if she was even like a love interest because you're kind of watching this, and even as a kid, you're like you understand, you know the the structure of things and how things are supposed to be like, you're like, you want, you want the, you want the captain. And she was filler for the team. Oh, she was total filler, but you totally wanted buddy to hook up with her. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that was probably the crux of it. She probably got into trouble or he was trying to impress her. I don't remember. I watched, I watched a few of that's what you go. Yeah. Number five. Sorry. (laughs) I'm, I'm rambling about it, but again, like I said, a fond memories. So I'm just like, okay. But I, I'd love to say it holds up, but no, I watched a few. It it, it sucks, but it sucks as an adult. But as I'm a on kid, with as a kid, I was probably like, "Oh my god, it's Nintendo! I want everything to do with it." You know, right? No, I, I'm my number five is on par with that. And when I say that, it means it doesn't hold up. Um, <laughs> I chose Voltron. Okay, yeah. Um, I remember Voltron would play every day at two o'clock on a Baton Rouge station in Louisiana. Did you guys get out um, of school? <laughs> this was during, this was during the summer. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> when I got, when I got, I got to watch most of my Voltron. Um, and several years back, they released the, uh, the box set. And I was like, super excited. I was like, man, this is a really nice box set. It had all the seasons and all the different color, color yeah, lines. I yeah. And I got them and I started watching them and I was like, God, this is really bad like really bad it's it was so bad to me that i like it overshadowed the fondness i had as a kid and i wish i wouldn't have bought it i wish i would have just had my memories because you know the storyline just over i gotta know i don't know explain it for those who don't like myself i never watched voltron is this an offshoot of the transformers because i always kind of thought it was no, uh, Voltron, uh, here's the, the basic concept. The basic concept was Voltron was five different mechanical fighting lions that could combine together and make one huge fighting, I guess, robot. So what you're saying had is this Power Rangers rip them it? off. Because <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. Uh I guess in a way with the whole color coordination yeah. and I never really got into Power Rangers a little bit later uh, after, you know, I grew up. Um, but that, that was the basic storyline. And, you know, there, there's some backstory about how the lions got there. And, you know, there's been offshoots and different types of Voltrons. But in a nutshell, these five lions that would fly through space and whatever and go fight, you know, the bad guys. And um it, so so for my number five, it's just like yours. It just didn't hold up. I have great memories. I still love the whole idea and the characters and anything Voltron. I, I will still kind of dabble in, but it's not as good as That's I thought it was. Yeah. So go ahead. It's with always disappointing four. when you, you're excited about something you find and you're like, go back and you're like, ah, that's not fun anymore. <laughs> uh my number four one is I don't remember it on Saturday morning. I remember finding it on Saturday sort of afternoons and it was like that sort of like two o'clock, three o'clock time slot. And again, I, I, I mentioned the global network up in Canada there. They had this show on, I don't know where it stemmed from. I don't even know. Maybe it was a Canadian show. Have you ever heard of the show cops like spelled C period O period P yeah. Okay. So yes, like what? Yes. I remember the character misdemeanor misdemeanor. Yeah. All the pun names or all yes. the, the great, you know, great no show. Tronder names and long arm and, uh, What's called? I remember. I remember Nightshade was a real sexy cartoon lady. Uh, what else do they have? Bulletproof. And I remember the. I went back again. Uh, I wanted. To, I found it on YouTube a couple of years ago, so I went back and watched it. This show's actually really compelling, and I kind of feel like I want to go back and watch some of these. And because I remember it, I, I don't remember any sort of you know storyline continuity, but it actually had some. Uh, watched the the pilot of it on YouTube, and the lead character Bulletproof. Um, 
he's a dude in a trench coat and uh his his thing is i guess he got jacked up literally like by some bullets and then i guess he got met, uh, you know into the hospital and he got saved or or something like that and i guess they i don't know if they i can't remember did they put some cybernetic thing into his chest or something like that underneath it's i don't know how it worked but some reason he was bulletproof to a point or whatever and I, they had a bunch of other guys you know it looked like that show it looked like gi joe's lower grade brother but it worked because I, I was <laughs> it into it. Yeah, so it was cool. I remember they had a lot of really stupid villains, and they'd be doing things. Oh, yeah, the big boss man, I think, was the big boss dude. And uh, I think he was like, he looked like he was ripped off of uh, one of the Dick Tracy villains, just bigger, you know? Uh, and he had, a little cra- he had a little hairless cat, I think. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to confuse that with Inspector Gadget because I think all those cartoons around them, they had a big crime villain. The guy probably had a cat. I, they must have stole it all from James Bond. So yeah, it was common in several cartoons. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I, I remember that. That was for us in the states. That was after school um, in the <laughs> afternoons. I remember watching. That's the theme song right there. <laughs> Cops and Brave Star played back to back, and so. Um, if you've never seen Brave Star, I have uh, not. I don't know no, if you have. no. Okay. Well, it was kind of like a space age cowboy type, you know, cops and robbers type of thing. Okay. Um, I'm not going to go into detail uh, <laughs> about it. If you if you know what I'm talking about, great. If not, look it up. It's a very interesting cartoon. Um, okay. My number four. Um, I'm going with The Simpsons. Okay. Classic. Yeah. I have The Simpsons in it, number four, um, because. They came out when I was, you know, fairly young. And that back then was the show that kind of pushed the envelope. Remember, yep. you know, uh, the, the the media was all over it and how it needed to be taken off of TV. And Bart Simpson was such a bad influence on kids. And, you know, you look at what's on TV today. It's like, eh, was he really that bad? I always um, joke with my kid. like The longevity yeah. of it. I always joke with my kid about the word butt. Sorry, just to throw it out there. Because that was a big thing. Right. I was always like, you know, it, it was something about a butt usually. Uh, and I was just saying to my kid, I'm like, oh, don't you dare say but. And she's like, but, but. Right. And I'm just laughing because I'm just thinking, <laughs> yeah, you're like stirring up the stuff like the Simpsons used to. It's like, what what harm yeah, is that? No, that's, but yeah, I totally get what you're saying. They've, they've been running for 30 years. Pretty close. Yeah, and the quality is still there. I mean, uh, it's, it's just mind boggling. Uh, and I, what I do love about it too is like the topics that they covered – talked about 20 years ago that happened today <laughs> you know there's plenty of references to you know the simpsons did it you know yeah. um but there was another classic it's, it's, it's very episode there simpsons did, so, it. simpsons did it due to the quality of it and the longevity and the the quality mixed in with the longevity um there's i had to put it in number four yeah it's just it's it's going to be an all-time classic you know everybody will always know about the Simpsons. Yeah. So no, for sure. that was my number. Four. I had, I had them in my honorable mention because obviously you have to mention it. Right. I, I have a thing that I was thinking about it and I, I was like, how do I not put them in my top five? And I said, well, you know what? I think it's easy because I feel like I, when I think of it, I don't feel like I have fond childhood memories of it. Like I, I remember enjoying it. I remember watching it every Sunday and it was right. like almost can't miss TV. I feel like around the time just after the Who Shot Mr. Burns stuff, um, that was, I uh-huh. think, when my interest fell off a little bit. I think I was just in middle school, and I was just kind of getting to that point. And that was, what, season nine, eight, nine? Oh, geez. I don't even well, I'm know. Just, I mean, yeah, because everyone always jokes and says, oh, Simpsons went off the rails after about season nine or ten, like in the, in terms of things. And, you know, I went back recently and made the wife watch a couple of episodes from season three. And that's back like when Conan O'Brien and stuff used to write on it. Man, those that those are the cream of the yeah. crop, right? So I can see where it could have gone downhill. So I've thought, okay, I appreciate the longevity, but if it's a show that's been on thirty years and I've only been watching it for ten of those years, you know, I feel justified in just giving it an honorable mention, not putting it in my top five. But no, you gotta res- you gotta respect fair. the show for what it has done, right? And that's I think fair. it's gonna break and, the record and, this and year too when it comes back. I think I think it is yeah. on par, on pace to, to, yeah. to break it, yes. Um, what's crazy is, and this really shows my age right here, is I remember when The Simpsons was like a five-minute segment on the Tracy Ullman yep. show. And due to the popularity of it, it became its own show. Um, 
and I, I remember seeing it back then and God, the animation was so bad back then, but it was so funny in those five minutes. And you know, like you, I watched it for 10 or 15 years. And the good thing about the Simpsons is that you can take a five year break. And if you go back to it, to me, at least it still holds. Mm -hmm. So that's what I like it. So let, let's go ahead with your number. Okay, three. My number three. And it's funny too, because I was actually reminded of this late in the game when I was trying to compile this, because that's the other thing is like, you, you will remember some of these, but some of this, yeah, you got to do, you got to go up and look at a couple of lists on the internet and kind of refresh your memory. Oh my God, there's that. I can't believe I forgot that. This was one I almost forgot. And, and, and it's, it's just, yeah, I have all oh, again, I remember watching this after school all the time, but it was also on the weekends and it seemed like it lasted a long time, whether it was a product of syndication or not, the Beetlejuice cartoon. Um, so good, man. Like I, I even think right. I bet uh, I could go back now and watch it, but I just remember it being funny. And I remember that show lasting at least a good couple of years in sort of that rotation of your shows that you go through. Um, it was probably on Saturday mornings right. too, uh, more than likely. That obviously led me into the movie, which the movie is hysterical as well. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just good things. You know, I just, I, again, it brings a smile to my face thinking of it. it. just reminds me of childhood. I haven't watched it in a while, so I really can't say too, too much of it. But that's, uh, it just felt comfortable in the middle. Like, it, it was more important to me than an honorable mention. So I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm not too familiar with it. Uh, I, I remember it. I think that was more of my... Um, my younger brother's generation. And you're going to hear sure. me talk about my younger brother a lot in this podcast because um, he's five years younger than me, but you know, I kind of influenced a lot of his interest and, you know, of course he de developed his own as he got older, but cartoons was a right, big part yeah. of our life growing up and, and nerdy stuff was a huge part. So, um, but yeah, I remember him watching uh, mm -hmm. the Beetlejuice cartoon um, for, for my number three, I'm going with teenage mutant Ninja turtles. Um, I don't know what it was about those four turtles that I loved, but I mean, the video games, the comic books, the cartoon, especially the cartoon, the memories I have of it was it played on Saturdays at 11 o'clock. And I remember that I used to play soccer. I played soccer through my whole youth, but we'd have nine o'clock games. And so we'd play our game and after the game, you know, a lot of people would want to hang out and the moms would want to talk or go to lunch. And I would beg my mom, I was like, can we hurry up? Please go home. She's like, well, you, don't you want to go get lunch? It's like, we have food at home, right? What kid says that? But I'm like, let's, we have food at home. The, the Ninja Turtles are coming on at 11. So she's like, okay, you know, so we'd hurry up trying to make it home for 11 so I could eat lunch after my soccer game and watch that cartoon. That's the memories I have of it. And I've recently watched some of them and they're great. I, I love the comedy, you know, uh, the story is silly, <laughs> but just they're, 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 they're iconic. You know, the Ninja Turtles are iconic. Even today, they, they're valid in today's youth. So, um, yeah, yeah. Ninja Turtles get my number three spot. <laughs> So um, let's see where are we are. So three. So what's your number two, Scotty? Number two. Okay. This one is a little bit of a story here because there needs to be some explanation because if I say it right off the top, people I think are automatically going to defer to the series with uh, wrestling great Captain Lou Albano playing Mario, but this is not the case. It is not the Super Mario Brothers Super Show that I was a massive fan of when I was a little kid. It was the adventures of super mario brothers 3 now i don't know if you remember the difference with this you type it in on youtube there's a fantastic intro and as soon as you see it you're like oh my god i remember this and it was all about how king koopa had his koopa kids and they're stirring up trouble for mario in the mushroom kingdom so oh, basically what yes. so what nintendo did this time instead of making it the super mario brothers super show they it's kind of I don't know if this counts as two cartoons or not, because basically what they did was when Mario three came out, they made this cartoon centered around the premise of Mario three, all the power ups in that, in that game, all the characters in that game with the Koopa kids and things like that, with the airship that Bowser had all that stuff. And it was all kinds of trouble with that. He had the, uh, you know, the raccoon tail and whatnot. And then what they did was when super Nintendo came out, they ended it and flipped it right into Super Mario World. Now, I have good memories. I remember there's an episode of Super Mario World where they it's like how they found Yoshi 
and it's like he, he i guess luigi found him so he calls him mama luigi in this really high pitch cute dinosaur voice so that's cute and cool and all that stuff and and whatnot and that but that's the only thing i remember about that but man that intro for super mario brothers 3 the adventures of super mario brothers 3 sticks with me um i i i've got to go back and watch some of that i'm sure it's just pure cheese like the super mario brothers super show sure. was too but that was one that was on Saturday morning, and I remember too. It was Captain N, and then right after that was Mario, and it was like that. My hour, that was my hour right there. I think it was. That like was your hour. <laughs> that was my ten o'clock till eleven or ten thirty till eleven thirty. That's where I was. Yeah. Sorry, you were gonna. Uh, no, I, I want to say that you you brought up earlier in the podcast about how you would go and look at the hours. And it's funny because I think we all did that in that era. Mm. You planned your morning about what, you know, what you were going to watch. And, you know, in my house, you know, we did a lot of like the grocery shopping and little errands on Saturdays, but it was understood that me and my brother would be really upset if we missed those cartoons. So we always did our shopping after lunch, Mom, yeah. you know, cause, cause those of you who don't know the cartoons ended at 12 for us at least yep, at noon, the morning cartoons from seven to 12 were over with. Um, and, and so then that's the, seri the serious on ones came on at 11, right? Like, like X, right. Yeah. That, that was the quote unquote prime time hour for, um, Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. But I, I remember that. I just wanted to throw it in there that we, you know, as kids, we organized Saturday mornings and, you know, we had a great mother who, you know, let us kind of, just delve into that stuff and let us be who we were. And she's like, okay, well, we were pretty good kids overall. So, uh, you know, she let us have our fun. Um, and th that's why I like bringing these, these topics up because there's so many stories that go with it. For so, sure. For sure. Um, it's your number two. That was your number two. Yep. My number two, I'm going back in the day. I'm bringing this one up because this is kind of what got me into cartoons in general. And that's the Looney Tune series. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, Bugs Bunny, Sylvester, you know, you, you, people know, know all about them, but um, it's, it's iconic. It's, um, it's, they, they, they're still coming out with games, you know, that's that super hot mobile game right now, Looney Tunes, where they fight. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it stood the test of time and it's still good. The humor is there. And the one thing I look back is like how aggressive that cartoon was. Oh yeah how they treat each other and just beat the hell out of each other. And just some of the evil things they did that we just thought was funny. Um, <laughs> but it's just because that was kind of my introduction as a kid. Looney Tunes came on, we could sit for hours and just watch it. And I think even today, I think it, it would, would still hold to keep a child's um, attention span. And maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's just one of those um, iconic cartoons that, um, like some of the ones we mentioned earlier, are just going to stand the test of time and will always be there in some facet or another. So yeah, Looney Tunes number two for me. So we'll get a little drum roll for you. Or I, I and, got some, uh, I got some honorable mentions. I got to mention because honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah, just to leave some tension in there to, to maybe almost uh, simplify it down a little bit because. At this point, people are screaming at me going, I'm sure, like, where is this cartoon and where is this cartoon? And so I guess I'll start just with a quick – I'll just run through it. I don't, I don't have a ton of stories about why or whatever, but, you know, like um, you mentioned that got you into cartoons a little bit. I'll, I'll honorable mention She-Ra, you know, like everyone likes their He-Man, but, you know, She-Ra was hot. So I, I remember really watching the hell out of that when I was little. So there's that. I got to do a special shout-out to Pro Stars. You remember that one? Oh, pro star. was that it had like the the athletes yeah. like Bo Jackson yep. and Gretzky yep. and Michael Jordan. Yes, I remember that. That was a pretty good. <laughs> it was the adventure of the week. That was a good and, and Wayne Gretzky was always eating food. That's all I remember. I don't know why. Yes. <laughs> um, I loved Beavis and Butthead when I was in junior high. I again, I'm really dating myself, folks and kids here, but uh, I used to I used to hook up two VCRs together. So I would tape Beavis and Butthead at night because they would air it at like, you know, one o'clock in the morning from something like Tuesday through Saturday nights. So I would tape it on uh, using the timer on the VCR. And then I had uh, two sets of cassettes that I would, you know, port the, the using one VCR to another. I would port the episodes over, but I would also go in and I would edit it out manually, the <laughs> music videos. But then I would also edit the music videos on their own tape. So I had a tape of all their music video critiques too. 
I don't know how long this you were pretty well, advanced. I, I was in grade seven and had nothing better to do because you know back then you have nothing right. better to do and I was definitely I was definitely a summer <laughs> sports guy so I had not not a lot to do yeah. in the winter so I, I rode the hell out of that VCR um, Grady you mentioned Simpsons of course I gotta throw that in there I gotta throw South Park in there from from high school when that started uh, Tiny Toon Adventures. Animaniacs, good stuff, man. Like I, I go, I really want to go back and watch Animaniacs right. because I've heard you could go back and some of those crass jokes will resonate with you as an adult now. So I really, I really want to check that out. They will. And and you mentioned uh, even Looney Tunes. Like, I, do you remember Muppet Babies? <laughs> it's, it's cheesy Absolutely. and tacky, but I don't Absolutely. care. I remember watching that. Um, There's a modern there? one, by the way. There's a modern uh, Muppet Babies. I saw it the other day. Yeah. I, it's not as good. It's not nearly good. as good. No, nothing should be as good. Anyway, uh, Tailspin and Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I remember early on, like grade one and two, that those were part of my after-school thing with Tiny Toons there and Animaniacs. Um, and then I got to get into the – just throw out the couple of the serious ones. Um, X-Men, I will mention it as an honorable mention. I know it's, it's, it's highly regarded as this massive, huge animated series. I watched it. I don't remember anything of it. <laughs> I remember the first episode where the big Sentinels are chasing Jubilee and then all of a sudden they, they show up and they rock them and take them out. I don't remember anything after that. I, I watched it every week and I remember nothing about it. So uh, as much as I can respect it for everything it did, and I'm sure it's awesome. It, it doesn't, it just, I guess it didn't resonate with me enough because I don't remember anything about it. Um, the one other series that actually got bumped out of my top 10 or my top five and i had it in there and i was fighting back and forth between cops captain n and this one and i think it's only because i feel like i didn't see enough of it but also because it still continued on in different iterations um but i never watched it after that but it, i remember at the time it was awesome and i know i'm ranting uh batman the animated series I, if I had a if I had a number six if I had a number six Batman the animated series would be number six so that's my my last one there. Okay. So no, I mean yeah. these are all you know at least huge for their time period. So they're not, sure. to me that's those all are just ones collection. again that I watched and it's like oh my god did did you go through and not name a show there? My wife wanted to throw out that my pet monster was another pretty good one too actually. Uh, and it was pretty decent I remember it, it was okay. Um, so you want my number one? Uh, what's your number one? Okay. Heroes in a half shell. Turtle power. Of course, it's, right. it's Ninja Turtles, right? And then, you know, I, I feel like you stole a bit of my thunder there. But <laughs> your list earlier, but you know what? What do you say about it? It, it? it to me, it's the greatest animated show ever. I think about it now, and I'm like, this show is amazing. I want to go back and watch it when I can. I have seen older ones recently, too, and they're still, like you said, it's that good cheese. And um, I remember they even had movie events. like where They, they would have yeah. like a, a movie one, and I remember, oh, that Sunday at 7 p.m. on YTV, which is like their, or the Canadian sort of like, uh, let's call it Nickelodeon back in the time, right? But not, not as okay, good. Yeah. Um, they had it on. They had a movie on at one point, I guess. Ninja Turtles was Saturday morning. It was weekends, whatever. It didn't matter. It was on all the time. Oh, and the killer, man. Uncle Phil is uh, Shredder. Like, he's so good. That is, that is your Shredder voice. You should have had him do a voiceover for the Ninja Turtles movie. How good would that have been? Obviously, he's not going to fit in the outfit, but tonight I dine on turtle soup. Like, I can't do it, but Everyone knows exactly what I'm talking about. And it's easy to know that he, or not know that he did that. But if you put them side by side and you listen to uncle Phil and then you listen to shredder, you're like, Holy shit. Oh my God. I never knew. But yeah. So That's Nin the guy. Ninja turtles is mine. So uh, do, you, do you have Great. some, I agree. I mean, do you have some honorables? Before you I, get I have a couple honorable men. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of lump three of men together. Okay. I just um, didn't want us to run long. Sorry. I'm pushy. <laughs> I'm looking at the clock. No, 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 no. It's okay. Um, I'm lumping He-Man, mm -hmm. G.I. Joe, yep. and Transformers kind of all in one bubble. Yep. They were all part of the, you know, that, that one time frame. The golden they age. They were all massive. Yeah. Yep. In the toy line. Um, oh, all man. the kids in my generation, these were the ones we watched, right? And you should talk about she about. 
because they got they got GI Joe, they got Transformers on there. Uh, you got to check that show out. Like this week, you will right. love it. Okay, yeah. no, I'm, I'm definitely interested. And of course, you, I hate it when people are like, "Check this out, you'll love it," because they don't know you. But if you're talking about it, you'll enjoy it. I'll say that you should enjoy it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I lumped those three together, and then the other one right behind it kind of follows a lot of what you were saying with the Warner Brothers thing. Um, uh, I put Ducktales. Oh yeah, I loved Scrooge McDuck. I love the adventures that it would go on. It was all silly. It was fun. And it was, I thought it was just a well done cartoon um, that I watched the hell out of as a kid. So that's my, my final honorable mention. Um, you know, there's so many others, but you know, encapsulating that, I guess the, the, the peak of my cartoon watching days um, that would take my honorable mention. Right. My number one, uh, I have to give it to Scooby-Doo. Oh, really? Scooby-Doo, because, um, okay. you know, I'm, I'm a little older. Yeah. And so, you know, post-70s post into the 80s, you know, when I was a kid in the 80s, Scooby-Doo was on heavy rotation, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so the toys, the clothes, everything, Scooby-Doo was everywhere. And um, I liked it. Huh? I liked it a lot. I loved um, when they kind of evolved later on. They brought in Scrappy-Doo, his nephew or whatever yeah. it was. Um, for me, it's just... Um, probably my most watched cartoon throughout my life. Would I say it's number one now? No, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I probably wouldn't say it's number one now. <laughs> but you know, if we're talking about our youth and just the memories, yeah, I would have to say Scooby Doo. We watched a lot of Scooby Doo in my household, so um, that completes that. You know, that list. You know, all these memories, all these great shows, and you know, I'm sure the listeners out there, they're probably scratching their heads or they're nodding, agreeing, but. Um, those top five are just kind of hold a, a, a close place in my heart when it comes to cartoons. I got a, I got a real serious question for you though. Daphne or Belma? Okay. Is it Belma or Velma? <laughs> when I was younger, <laughs> Velma. Um, when I was younger, I would have said, yeah, I would have said Daphne. Uh, when I'm older, I'd say Velma. Yeah. She was a little more busty and thicker. <laughs> and I kind of like As a kid, I was going to go for their pretty, their pretty redhead. Um, but now that I'm a grown man and I know how the world works, Velma how would the world definitely works. be the one I'd go for. I wouldn't fight Fred for Daphne. He could, he could have her. <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like that uh, needs some explanation there. But uh, we're also uh, at like 62 minutes here, so maybe we'll save that for another time. It's self-explanatory. <laughs> Always leave the audience wanting more. Right, right. Well, listen right. before before we wrap it up because it's a great top five. Great first episode. I want to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Gaming Galaxy of Houston. Uh, Gaming Galaxy is a local Texas company that puts together gaming events. And, um, you know, th- this guy who owns it, he's uh, known to, in the community as Money Motivator. He's a rapper here in Houston who has diversified a lot of things he does. He's a great character in the community, gives a lot of his time and his money, and he puts on these really great events. Um, when it comes to Pokemon tournaments or Super Smash Brothers or whatever they're doing. Um, and he has graciously become a sponsor of our show. So I really want to thank Money Motivator and I want to thank Gaming Galaxy for, for, you know, putting their faith us and being a part of this podcast. So, Scotty, it looks like this is going to wrap up episode one. Got to tell you, man, it's great to hear your voice and having us doing this again after probably about seven or eight year break. Uh, sure. Nobody else I'd rather do it with. So, man, Aww. thanks for being a part of this. <laughs> big, big sweetie big, this guy is. Right? Uh, hugs across the border, you know. Um, so, appreciate it, man. I, I, I guess, too, another quick just small shout-out to Mike Wilkerson because uh, he actually kind of he kind of got us to connect to do the hockey show. So, I'd be remiss if I uh, didn't send a shout-out to him. He's over at uh, the Two Guys Talking Podcast Network. We used to have our show up there and then, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't know if we were talking about it or not, but, uh, you know, we, we had lives and sometimes life gets in the way. Things change. Uh, we both moved. So, you know, um, yeah, just life got busy and got in the way. So we stopped doing it. But he gave us our chance, uh, put us sort of on the path to get to know each other. And then we found out we were able to do a really good job. And um, so thank you to you if you ever get a chance to hear this. If not, that's okay. Um, but otherwise, anyway. Yep. But you know, regardless, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just 
just to give a just, just a quick little backstory about that, you know, because it's it's an interesting story. So I want to include that at the very end. Um, the way it happened was uh, I contacted Mike. Scotty had already somewhere talked to him, and I said, "Hey, um, you know, I'm looking to do a podcast. I'd like to maybe talk to you about getting in your network." And he's like, "Well, what it's about?" And I was like, "I love hockey." Um, he said, "I know this guy in Toronto who would." be perfect. You guys should get together and talk. And at first I was like, okay, well, you know, I don't know what the chemistry is going to be like. I don't know, you know, this guy I said, but you know, what the hell let's see. And pretty much episode yeah. one by episode two, we were off and running. We had such a great chemistry and it led to us, you know, meeting in person and becoming real friends and long story short, that's how we evolved. So, and it's all because of Mike. So yes, a uh, big shout out to Mike Wilkerson. Thank you for giving us our start. Yeah, we, so did, buddy, we did the 90 day fiance meetup before it was cool. And uh, you know, <laughs> way, way more yeah. cool. 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So again, yeah. um, thanks for being part of episode one and future episodes. Um, so that's it for this one, man. Any last minute things that you want to throw in there? Uh, we got some social media. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at the nerd digest. Also, if you got some comments, you want to email us, it's the nerd digest at gmail.com. Hit us up some comments, some thoughts on the show. Absolutely want to slam me for not putting X-Men into my top five. Uh, anything else you got comments. If you remember these shows, are there any awesome shows that you watched when you were young that you want me to either remember or tell me about? Uh, I don't know. Anything that we can check out that you recommend? Uh, We'll take hate comments too. Uh, we'll probably give you a hate comment back. Sure, why not? Absolutely, we hate love comments. we yeah, love hate comments. Make me feel better about myself. Yeah, because there's not enough crappiness comments. in the world. Now. If you do your hate comments, Bring I'll it. probably block you forever. And then we'll <laughs> right, be down right. to three three listeners: myself, Grady, and my <laughs> wife. <laughs> it's all good. Anyway, yeah, send send us whatever. We'll just be happy to hear from you. This is gonna wrap up episode one for the Nerd Digest podcast, and we'll see you in the future. Peace out. Cheers.